When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Another mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. We were supposed to record on Tuesday night, and I didn't get up with Brad because Brad was out of town, so I spoke out of turn saying, hey, we're recording tonight. And then Wednesday's too busy. Thursday, still kind of too busy, but it's late at night on, what, April 7, 2022, and Brad is fulfilling what he believes is is a moral obligation to give y'all hot Ole Miss takes. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's up, Ben? Sorry, man. Yeah, just a little busy this week. Got a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, but um, l- l- luckily we were able to, to mark out some time um, to get on this and, and get get some get some good good questions going and a little good content, man. How plugged in right now are you with Ole Miss sports in general? Not just baseball, but like football and practice. You paying attention? You know, I. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm checking in. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I haven't been able to make it to a practice. I'm just kind of one of those times where I got got kids' activities going on, especially with me coaching softball, and um, you know, just some some things, some personal issues with, with with my home and all that stuff. So, just a little bit busy. So, I've had a chance to get out there, but I've been checking in, you know, with coaches and stuff like that, and people that I know um, that are going out there and kind of kind of their thoughts. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been out there, but I, I've checked in enough to kind of kind of get a good idea on the offensive side of the ball, how, how things are going. How are things going on the offensive side of the ball? You know, man, one thing that, that you keep hearing is, um, you know, it doesn't sound like Altmaier's going down without a fight. And that's that's multiple times um, I, I've heard that, that you know, both guys look, look fairly even in practice, which I thought was cool. You also get some pretty raving reviews on Trig. Um, apparently Trig is um is really good at making in traffic. Uh, Evans, I, I know that um you know it's been reported that he's he's he looks the part and then looks really good and um you know I, I think I think I saw Ryu or somebody on the site reported about the O line. I think that's very accurate. I think they definitely want to bring in another O lineman. Um, you know, feel good about the starters, but maybe a maybe a piece of you know, a couple couple you know ready to go guys. I think that's that's fairly accurate there. Um, but, but overall, I think, um, you know, pretty talented, um, pretty talented group that, that has, has a real chance to be good. What do we know for sure about Ole Miss football after two weeks of spring football practices? Well, I think there's a lot of pieces is the way it's, you know, the way it's been, been told me. But, um, you know, just trying to figure out where to put them, um, trying to figure out where, where they need to add. I know that, um, man, I, I know wide receiver is one of those things where, um, it seems like we got a lot of guys, and we do have a lot of a lot of highly recruited bodies and like some some really good players. But I know that they they really want that room to be deep, deeper than deep. So I think you look, you know, obviously you got Deion Smith's potential, um, you know, get or you hope he makes it on. You know, you see a bunch of conflict and reports there, and you got Malik Heath, I think is his name, the Mississippi State guy. So those two should change up the room a little bit, and um, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see us go out and get another guy as well at some point. 
Yeah, Deion Smith still expected in June. Malik Heath is coming in June from Mississippi State. But that's June. They're not going through spring practices right now. And so you look at guys currently on the roster to take a step. Dennis Jackson, your guy, Dennis Jackson, getting a little love right now in spring football practices. Uh, Jordan Watkins, an exclusive NIL partner of the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a fleet of on3.com, having a good spring. But really, if you look at the depth, it's going to come from guys like Braylon Brown and Brandon Buckhalter and J.J. Henry. And this is an important time because of those guys that are coming in the summer. It's important for them right now to show that they can provide some of that depth. Yeah, I agree, man. And the thing about the guys coming in the summer, which, you know, the comforting thing there is it sucks they're not here in the spring. But you got guys coming from LSU and Mississippi State, other SEC programs that they know about. They know – you know, it's not going to take them nearly as long to, to catch on as it, as it would be a guy transferring in from a smaller school or a JUCO or something. So, you know, that, that it's, it's a little concerning, but those guys those guys will get up to speed pretty quick because they're used to some SEC ball there. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm already firmly aboard the Davis and Igbenosin train. That kid's going to be really good. I yeah, think if, I, in any other recruiting year – because this is the first time we, we've seen Ole Miss attack the transfer portal before, but not like this offseason. In any other previous recruiting offseason, when it was like the old days, when it was just following high school prospects, this would be the guy that everybody would be paying attention to, not just in spring, but in fall camp. The guy that enrolls that you think, oh, yeah, he's got something. But now that you get Jackson Dart and Zach Evans and Michael Trigg, it's a little bit different, and we don't view those kids through that same lens anymore. But that guy's got something. He's good. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard really good reports on him, man. I mean, obviously he was he was decently, you know, highly recruited. Um, you know, apparently just a, just a very good athlete, man. It's all around really good athlete. Um, could be like a Tashim Johnson, um, you yeah, know, pretty quick to play kind of kid. But let's open the mailbag because we got like seventy questions to answer. Mail time. Oh! Ooh, ooh, the, the mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Opening up the mailbag to answer your Ole Miss or non-Ole Miss questions. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It does not matter what you say. Ben, you sound like a Smurf. Cool. Five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliateofon3.com. We're going to start at the Ole Miss Spirit message board with Kiffin brings the D. Who would win in a fight? It's the perfect first question for the mailback. Who would win in a fight, Brad? A taco or a grilled cheese? Prison rules, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think the I think the grilled cheese would win there. I do too. Is the yeah. taco soft or crunchy? Soft, soft taco. Then he's going to sure. get his ass kicked. Yeah, he's going to get his ass kicked yeah. for sure. Recon Rev, how confident are you and Brad that Deion Smith makes his grades and ultimately ends up at Ole Miss? I'm pretty confident, like 86%. I don't know why I said 86 It just felt right. Maybe hey, I was thinking of Sheldon here, Morris. Here's my question. Did we ever figure out if he's actually at LSU? Or he, he's he is. At- he is. He's at LSU – Getting qualified. So he's not at Northwest. Well, now he might be. My confidence is wavering again. This is what you do. Are we sure? Are we sure? It's like when Kyrie Kyrie Irving was arguing about the earth being flat. (laughs) 
And everybody said, hey, Kyrie, the earth isn't flat. Are you yeah. sure? Well, I was. Somebody check the Northwest directory and let us know, please. Thank you. I should do that. It's my job to do that. Maybe I'll do that on this Friday <laughs> as you're listening to this. Show up, show out. When a player, quote, enters the transfer portal and receives the confirmation email, does that sever the tie with his or her university? In other words, if said player is not picked up by another school, can that player return to his or her, or her school, or is that relationship over? That relationship is not over. If the school will take you back, you can return. Grown man, Reb. Thoughts on the new basketball portal commit, McKinnis. I talked to him. I feel like he meets one of three big needs for Ole Miss this spring in that he's a good defensive um, forward center. He's got some shot blocking, some rim rolling on offense with Deshaun and Matthew Morrell. They need a playmaking wing and another stretch four to be maybe a better version of Jamin Brakefield. Frida Girl, Xavier Harris was very highly rated in this class. What's he look like in practice? He's not in spring, is he? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. He is. Yeah, I don't think he is. Mile High Reb, who do you expect to join Kermit Davis's staff? The only thing I feel pretty good about right now is my belief from talking to a number of people that Bobby Lutz who was on staff last year as associate athletic director for men's basketball, being elevated to one of those assistant spots. JK, JTK, ILLOU87, do you think that God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he has created? That is way above my pay grade, Brad. Way <laughs> above my pay grade. Oh, man, what a question, man. It, it, this dude put down the pipe. It's getting a little late. Relax. <laughs> Relax. NYC Rebel Ben, make a prediction on the most likely basketball transfer to commit next. I'm working on some of that. I don't feel confident about anything right now. I felt confident about one, and it did not go in any way like I expected it to. So I'm hoping to have something more on this Friday later today. October Reb, how would you evaluate Keith Carter's handling of the Kermit Davis, Joe, and Bianco situations? Well, I think he handled Kermit Davis's about like you would expect. He's got so much skin in that game because it was he, – he was a big part of that hire, hiring Kermit Davis with Ross Bueller. He wasn't the AD yet, but he was brought into that process. So there's a lot riding, I guess, reputationally on Kermit Davis not flaming out. So I get it. I don't think for the long-term viability of the program that it was necessarily the right call. There are a lot of things that go into that. As far as Bianco, he should have led. Like that public flirtation with LSU, that, that just made Ole Miss look bad. It just made Ole Miss look bad. If you fancy yourself, and history says you're not LSU baseball-wise, but if you fashion yourself as a program that's equal to or not better on a year-to-year basis as LSU, I don't care about the excuses of his alma mater or whatever. You cannot let a coach, your sitting head coach, like Nick Saban. Do you think Alabama would be cool with Nick Saban going and sitting and have a very public interview with Texas? But also, Mike Pianco is the most decorated coach in Ole Miss baseball history. And Ole Miss continues to break attendance records, so I get it. It's a much more nuanced topic. As far as yo, look, that happened on the Georgia side. She was going to go to Georgia until she got nixed. So I don't know how you handle that any better than he did. He gave a raise. That's all you can really do. Riverwood Reb, based on what we've seen in spring practice, do we expect to have another great year, Brad? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of talented players. I think if we have a great year this year, it'd be a huge plus. I've said this many times. I think that, um, I think the following year is going, I think the 2023 season is going to be the, um, I think that's going to be where where we have some really high expectations, assuming that this year goes about like, I think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to see a good team. 
But I think you're going to see some growing pains. This this group trying to gel together. You're going to see it's you know some some first time stuff. You know, like I know we're excited about Dart. We're excited about some of these guys, but they still haven't been like the full time starter in an SEC environment. So expecting them to come out and be you know this dominant force to start, I don't think is very realistic. But we do have a favorable schedule, and I do think we're going to be a, a bowl quality team this year. I, anything above that would be just an amazing coaching job. But I think going into 23. If everything goes well, we get that seven, eight wins this year and look good doing it, knowing you're going to have everybody back. I think 23 expectations are going to be back to the back to the Sugar Bowl style and, and better. Forward Rebel, what is the most difficult part of your job? Turning it off. What is the easiest? Talking about Ole Miss sports for an hour with Brad, two hours a week. That's the easiest <laughs> thing. Rebel 2, given your knowledge of football, Brad, what defensive scheme? Would you think is best suited for our personnel, our being Ole Miss, not you and me, not Brad and Ben, our being Ole Miss personnel, and who would be your starting eleven on defense? Uh, I'm not gonna be good at the name of the starting eleven. I don't follow defense as much as I do offense, but uh, I've always liked, uh, um, you know, always I, it's a mix, man. Just depending on who you play, um, you know, and, and what what kind of personnel you have. But but I think that if you look at our D line this year, man, we have a lot. We don't have the crazy dominant players, but I think we have enough to go into some four down this year. And um, if not, you can play a three down with the two edge rushing the line. So it's almost like five on the line. Um, you know, I, it's just hard to say, but I, I do think our D line is deep enough to, to get in, back into a more traditional four down. Um, I, I don't really like three backers. I usually like two backers and have like an extra kind of, um, you know, kind of like Springer was playing last year. Um, I think those guys can be very versatile and covering the back and um, and doing some some different things, especially being able to get in the box as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think some form of a four down. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big big blitzer too, man. I believe in putting pressure on the quarterbacks. Every time you do that, listen. Now, a lot of the quarterbacks will throw you out of it. I mean, a lot of the good ones can, but the majority of quarterbacks you play, even when even when they even when people will play Alabama, even the Bryce Young kid. I mean, when they pressured him, they got after him. You know, that's what Texas A&M did all night. You know, I'm, I'm a big exotic blitzer. I like I like taking chances. Um, you know, more of the Todd Bowles type, where you know, yeah, they're going to get some long throws on you, but if you make them, have to have to decide quicker. A lot of times, you can get a mistake or two at them. So, you know, I, I think some form of a four down with with some really good pressure this year would would, would be ideal in in my mind. DFW Land Shark, why does the national media have Ole Miss as such a long shot to land Arch Manny? I don't know. The reason I have Ole Miss as a current long shot, I wouldn't even say long shot. They're just behind other schools. A number of different things that play into that. I can't speak for national media types. I don't follow it in that way. I only talk to the people that I trust and uh, give me the information that I need to do my job well in regards to these particular stories like Arch Manning. I don't know what national media is saying. I don't really care. Does it have to do with the family's past dealings with Kiffin? I don't know. Would Matt Luke have had a better chance of landing Arch Manning? No. What's the real story here? It's all a conspiracy against Ole Miss. They're out to get you guys. Mississippi 1848 Reb. Compare and contrast Jaden Rashada and Arch Manning's style of play. Yeah, you look at Rashada and you think, I mean, he he's got he can run a little bit, but so can Arch. Um, you know, I think they're both taller, um, you know, bigger kids. If you look at Rashada, man, he's got a really he's really accurate. He's got a he got a really good arm. He's a he's a more of a pocket passer, honestly can run but um has been really impressive in, in some of the videos i've seen and in some of the camps he's been at you know he's been pretty um you know pretty talked about pretty pretty highly so yeah they're both um both good passers um you know they 
taller kids. I mean, just just guys that um, that that in my opinion are, are true, you know, true pocket passers with with, with big arms. So, um, yeah, I don't know how they get these kids in camps or whatever. I don't know if Arch has been to any, but I don't know how they how they rate them and say which one's better because if you look at them on the hoof, I mean, they're all throwing. Um, you know, very similar balls. They all they all look very similar. I, I don't know what sets them apart rating wise, but um, yeah, I just feel like that'd be a hard thing to do, especially with that, especially with that top five to, to six, seven guys. They all look, um, you know, because I like to go through and watch the top guys at each position, and they all look look very similar. Um, you know, I would say that I'd say Rashada's competition is probably a little bit a little bit better on film than than some of Arch's people, though. I would agree with that. As far as rankings are concerned. I've been in this business for 15 years. I've never been actively involved with the star ranking process, though I've had many a discussion with some guys that were ranked a certain way. I have not actively been in those discussions about, hey, what are you going to rank Jaden Rashada? I do know this, though, is there is a hive-minded nature, in a way, to recruiting rankings. We all kind of know who the top 100 players in the country are. I've had many people say, Archman is a great prospect. Everybody wants Archman, of course, but there isn't this huge separation in their mind from him to Nico or Jaden Rashada or Chris Vizina. There isn't some huge gap. So is I there love, a little bit of like manningness being added to this? Of course there is. Dude, I love the Nico kid. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I do too. Like he he has a he has a real real athletic release um has a I mean dude he, just the way he handles him like the way he handles his body and he's got that next level look to him in my opinion like he's really he, he to me you can kind of see on film he you can see why he's so highly rated um he's got some serious like like swag some serious I mean just the way he moves in the pocket the way he delivers the ball um man that kid's gonna be really freaking good man I'm gonna tell you right now that's uh, Tennessee got it they got a really good quarterback man We'll get right back to Bradley Sal in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after we hear from BNA Bank and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Finally, spring is back in Oxford, Mississippi. We can go outside, enjoy it, the beautiful weather. In Oxford in the spring, it's like no other place in America. But don't be one of those people that get stuck in the house because you're sick. You need a pharmacy that will take care of you, will give you what you need, and you can go about your days filled with happiness and joy with the sun shining in your face in Oxford, one of the most beautiful places in America. Well, the only place to go, Cheney's Pharmacy a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there, hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221 or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. 
Self-tackleization. Can Ulysses Bentley return kicks? That guy is slippery. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I think that's. I think that'll be something he does do for us, um, especially with him probably being the, you know, sec tied for second or third running back. Um, yeah, those guys usually are okay to return some kicks, um, and that they, they kind of want to be back there, you know, so they get to get the ball in their hands and then do something with it. But yeah, he is. I think that that's something he'll he'll definitely be a candidate for. Also, SEC offensive linemen with NFL potential versus defensive linemen with the same potential. How many battles out of tens is the offensive line supposed to win? Oh, it just depends on the drill, man. Uh, pass rush is totally a defensive drill. I mean, if you get if you're an O lineman and can win the majority of your pass rushes, you are legit, legit, legit. Because, um, you know, when they know it's a pass, the defensive lineman's supposed to win. They're they're a better athlete. They're faster. You know, that's a defensive drill, um, you know, but but when you get in the game and it's, you know, you, they got to respect all this different stuff, it's a lot easier to block them. But, you know, if, if it's a pass rush drill, defense is probably going to win more. Um, if it's a, if you're in the, you know, if you're in the game, you don't want to, you don't want to lose very often. So, um, yeah, I would say the O-line is supposed to win more, um, you know, than the, the, the D-line. Special with a Z, special, K, some football questions. Feel free to pick and choose. There are four of them. We'll just do all four. Number one, new strengths on offense. Kiffin is known to give the ball to those skilled players who are special. Who will be those players this year? Where do you see weaknesses? Man, it's, I, think it's, I think it's too early to tell. They're rotating a bunch of guys in there. Um, man, it just sound, it sounds like we need, we need a receiver or two more. Um, you know, but, but I think they're, they're going to do everything they can to, to make that happen. Um, you know, I, I think running back is going to be really good for us this year. I think running back could end up being better. Um, and, I, and I've heard that said. I've heard that being said multiple times. Breaking but I, news! Breaking news! Bradley Sal reporting, exclusive to the Ole Miss Spirit and Talk of Champions podcast. The Ole Miss running back room will be better in 2022. Back to you, Brad. No, yeah, I think I think they could definitely be better. I mean, I think Evans runs runs a scheme, you know, the way that it, it needs to be. Whereas I feel like last year you had two What does guys that mean? That, I'm sorry to interrupt you again. What does that mean? He runs it better or the way it's supposed to be ran? Well, How is it supposed a, to be ran? Well, he's just really good at, at inside zone and hitting it. So, so I always, you know, I always, always complain. Snoop hits it the way it's supposed to be hit, but he didn't have quite the burst that, that Ely had. If you can ever combine those two, which I think that's what Evans is, he, he kind of, he can really press that front side and, and curl it back, you know, with, with, you know, hitting it the way it's supposed to be hit. The one cut, you know, inside zone run, um, you know, I, I think I, I mean, just just off what what I've seen, I mean, I think he's he's going to look better in this running scheme than than you got. Um, you know, obviously the um, the freshman, the freshman they really like look has looked really good so far, and um, you know the other kids got all all the speed. You know, the SMU kids supposed to be really quick too. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think there's a chance this, this room could be better. Number two from Special K surprises on defense brad a lot of players who made an impact on defense last year were not on people's list for that type of production at the beginning of the year who will be those defensive surprises this year man i think you know i think the juco kids um i i I will say i i think his name i think he'll be he'll be much better this year um you know guys like that um you know, I think you got Tavius, Tavius Robinson. He's, you know, he's an older guy, uh, looks good at times. I think he'll be an experienced guy. That'll be really good. Um, the defensive end, Cedric, Cedric Johnson, I think mm-hmm. is the name. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I've always liked him, man. I thought that, 
Um, you know, he's always got, he's gotten better and better, you know, guys like that who got, got a little experience last year, kind of in the shadow, making plays here and there. Those are guys I see getting better and kind of stepping up and, and start being a household name on, on defense. Um, you know, you got the new guys coming in, the, the Ivy kid, I think he'll be, he should be pretty solid for us. Um, you know, piggy, there's just a lot of bodies over there, man, that, 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 that weren't, you know, household names. I think you can start seeing, Hey, these guys are starting to make plays They're older, they're experienced. Um, you look for guys like that, in my opinion. Demon Clowney. I've I've heard that name so many times, dude. But what would I say every time? Right. I know, I know. Shit, get off the pot. Let's go. Number three, defense from Special K. Can you elaborate on the Joker position? I a floater between D line and linebacker, if I understand correctly. Yeah, it's essentially it's essentially what, what we used to be like old four three defense where you had an actual outside linebacker. This guy's essentially just, um, you know, you can play in secondary, kind of come into the box. If you need him to, to cover the back or cover, you know, I'm not going to say in the slot, but, you know, actually get in coverage, that, that, you know, cover the tight end, stuff like that. He's just going to be your, you know, not quite a secondary speed and not quite linebacker, you know, girth, kind of in between, um, you know, and, and just kind of plug him all over the place. A lot of times he's, he's there to fill the gap in the run game as well, so – yeah, I mean it's just a, it's just a combination of it's some sort it's some something between a safety and a linebacker. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, it's it's pretty much what it is. Number four offense, the offensive line got a beating in the last game against Baylor. Before that, however, people seemed fairly happy. Which position do you expect to be the major concern on the offensive line this year? I'm going to say center because Caleb Warren hasn't been snapping great so far. Yeah, I think center because you got a new guy there. Uh, we'll see how Eli Acker if he gets if he keeps getting better and better. I was impressed with him at times last year, but um, he has to be his full first full year to start, whatever. And you know, I also want to see right tackle, man. I think that um, you know Mason Brooks, from everything I've heard, he looked really good. He looks apart, um, you know, freak freak looking athlete. Um, but you know, he has come from Western Kentucky. I mean, how many times has he been in the SEC on the road versus Alabama or versus LSU or some of these other teams? Got us, I got to see it live, you know. So. On paper, on paper, they look decent though. There's a lot of lot of good starts, a lot of lot of games in in the um, under the belt for this line. So, um, you know, and I think Kiffin will do a good job of, of putting them in the right scheme and, and not making it so um, so crazy one on one style. So, you know, a lot of motions, a lot 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 of good um, good slide pros and stuff like that. And you can always you can always cover it up pretty good. W man, do we have any playmakers at linebacker? Um, you know, I know, I know you got the the one kid whatever the transfer from brown that is that is a position that troy brown from uh, central michigan yeah troy, troy brown i know you got him the coming in I, i'm excited about the um the freshman kid it was the willis i think's his name he's supposed to be a really good player um, i don't know if he's been out there yet in the spring or not I don't, i'm not sure on that um but uh, that is a position where it could be boom or bust man i mean there we did lose some some really good players there but you have a couple guys that have been around the keys kid. I think you got the, um, C strung or whatever the one who made the play versus a and M. Um, you got some bodies there. It's just a matter of who steps up and, and, and that's one position you could look at and be like, man, it's a big, big drop off this year. Cause, um, cause how good they were at chance Campbell, and Mark Robinson, the way they covered the field, it's going to be hard to replace, but you know, let's give us some time. Let's see that that could be a position, um, you know, that we add as well. Tracer round. Are there any sec quality seven footers, that Ole Miss is in on has a realistic shot at landing. That's a great question. Realistic shot? I'm going to hold off until I talk to some people on this Friday. Excess ain't rebellion. How does Kermit Davis win back the fan base? That seems pretty easy. Win. 
win, get to the NCAA tournament? What are the realistic goals he should achieve in order to legitimately keep his job? Win, make it back to the NCAA tournament. Trace around what time is practice on Saturday. I'm guessing 11-15. Lane saying clown posse, who do Ben and Brad think would win a beer shotgunning contest between the following? Brad, Ben, Coach O, Hugh Freeze, Lane, Houston Nutt, Mike Leach, and Mike Bianco. Well, last will be Mike Bianco. He'll be last. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think Coach O, man. I think he's the only he one. He kill everybody. I actually see him biting the can. Yeah. Just biting the can right in half. And they're just letting it all go. Like he, it wouldn't even, it'd be, it'd be like a shotgun you've never seen before. He's one of those badasses that gets the bottle and doesn't have to do the twist thing. He just walks by <laughs> the kitchen island or whatever and just pops the top off and starts chugging it down. <laughs> Coach O would win. Coach O would win. Second would probably be Lane Kiffin. I feel like I could beat Houston Nutt, Mike Leach, and Mike Bianco, and Brad at chugging beer. I feel like Kiffin's like a truly guy or something. I feel like Lane wouldn't do great at chugging. He'd do great at endurance. I mean, he could drink all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, you're passed out, blackout drunk. He's still going. Playing Guitar (laughs) Hero at 5 in the morning with a dip in. Full speed. When will Kevin Graham be back? Should be within the next week or two. Ole Miss 38, is wrestling really real like the Tooth Fairy? Are you saying the Tooth Fairy isn't real? Because <laughs> my daughter, Gracie, just got $5 from the Tooth Fairy. Do you want to tell her that the Tooth Fairy is not flying into her window? Hey, at what age do, do we it's a great question. Do we tell them that Santa and all that stuff? Whoa, 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 you can't say that. People are listening. They might have, like, sensitive ears. Little ears in the car. When can we have the sensitive conversations with them? Yeah, because they are they're very skeptical at the moment to the point where I'm like, dude, am I just being weird, acting like this is really real? You know what I mean, like, I think once they get in on the joke, or not joke, it's more get in on the fun of it and play along with it. You can kind of be like, wink, wink, you know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I've always said double digits for sure. Well, I mean, I have an 11. One's about to be 11. Well, then you're behind. <laughs> <laughs> she just like looks at me. She's like, you're, you're, you're crazy, right? So now. that's like, good. That's good. She's in on the joke. So you can wink, wink. Yeah. Or, you know, we're having fun here. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Hey, I'm like, listen, I'm like, guys, he really came last night. And they're like, well, turn on the camera. Let me see the cameras in. I'm like, oh, gosh. Good. Here we go. It's here good. Go. As you get older, young children listening to this. It's good to ask questions, but understand that when you ask those questions, the answers might not be exactly what you wanted to hear, and you have to be ready for that. That's all I'm going to say. Very. That's all I'm going to say. But as far as wrestling being real, yeah, the outcome is predetermined, but do y'all think jumping, I don't know, off a turnbuckle with someone else holding on to them going backwards, that that isn't doing that? That that doesn't hurt? But they're doing these great feats of, of athleticism. It's gymnastics, except in a more performative way. I don't know why that's so crazy to grasp. RIP Tadpad. Will the usage of the tight end now that we have Trig look like it did in 2020 with Yaboa? That's a good question, because Yaboa kind of flamed out. I think it could be more productive based on his upside, but he hasn't done it like Yaboa did it. Yeah, um... It just depends, man. I, I want, I kind of want to see how um, how Weiss, you know, handles it. I, I think that they'll they'll use a tight end, you know, much more like you both, more downfield stuff, kind of stretching the seam, 
um, trying to get in between the the cover two up the middle or, or you know, try to get them one-on-one on the outside. But, I, um, you know, I got, I got to see how the scheme, you know, compares to, to Levy and, and um, you know, it should be very similar. But, yeah, I, I would guess there's going to be probably – probably some pretty good design plays for trick, especially in the red zone, man, where, where I feel like we, we really missed a, a, a taller, more athletic tight end last year. RIP Tad Pat, if, and when Deion Smith comes, does he become wide receiver one? I'll say yes. Oxford, 1952, looking at the offensive line, this is your specialty, Brad, discuss the depth and players in development after the first six in the rotation. Um, well, I know you got the first, was it the first five, first five guys? I mean, those are all pretty heavily noted. I think you got the, um, the transfer from South Carolina that was here last year. Really big body. Jordan Rhodes. Yeah. Jordan Rhodes. Um, I think he'll be a guy you, you see rotate in there. Um, Cedric Melton, I think was the other guy who's the, um, mm-hmm. is he, is he the, he's 76. Yeah. He's a talented guy. Going to kind of be rotating in there as well. I'm actually surprised he isn't one of the starters. Um, you know, or at least pushing that right guard spot I know they put him there some last year but maybe I like him as a depth depth piece um I know you got the Jaden Williams guy who they they really like um and then there's a couple of young guys in there um some of the newcomers but I just it's hard to it's hard to bank on those guys actually getting in there but if any of those um guys can provide some depth it's always a plus but you know like I said earlier I think that um that they feel comfortable with what they got up front um, you know, start, but if they if they had too many injuries, I think it would it would get a little thin in there. So, you know, be looking for another guy or two there. Dog Brewer, Ben or Brad, who does Matt Corral compare to in past quarterbacks at Ole Miss? This is going to sound sacrilegious. Archie Manning with better arm strength. <laughs> Dude, I honestly can't remember. Um, if Matt Corral's what Shea Patterson was supposed to be. Yes. Other thing I was gonna say, and it was probably be less controversial than what I did say. Yes, he's what Shea was supposed to be. He was what Shea was supposed to be. Like you thought you're gonna get. I don't think we've had one like him before. I mean, Chad Kelly and him were similar, but Chad was more like like a bigger like. um, Matt was more athletic. Yeah, Matt was a little little more athletic. I don't know, man. Swag swag was pretty athletic. Yeah, I know, but Matt was Um, more. But yeah, Matt Matt could run. Matt could run pretty good. Um, I honestly, man, I will. I'll be interested to see what I'm actually excited to see what happens with him in, with it, with him in the NFL. Um, needs yeah, to ran, he needs to land at the right place. He does, man. It it could be really good or, or really quick. I I can't put my finger on what it is. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the right situation, but uh, it's gonna need to be the right situation. But man, I'm I'm excited for him. I think he's one of those kids who just um, he kind of has like that winning mindset. So I feel like he's gonna he's gonna compete pretty. He's gonna he's gonna I think he could surprise me, but I hope he does. You didn't dismiss me outright when I said Archie Manning with better arm strength. I think you kind of get what I'm going for. Here's the thing. When you watch film from back in the day, everything was red right. They're dropping back straight. Sure. Like you can't that's, that's I don't true. know what kind of football it is. Like it's not it's not it's hard to compare. It's a completely different atmosphere. It's a completely different it's, game. It's like when I used to walk around the Bears facility and it's like, okay, here he is. He he was nineteen fifty three, wore number twenty three. He was a left guard, he was six one, one eighty five. Like, dude. He's all American, all Hall of Fame, you know, right tackle. I'm like, dude, is that guy going to be the block Von Miller in 2000? No, he's going to get trampled. No, like, no. I, I, it's hard to compare that that long ago to to what you have now. Dog Brewer, I have another question. Who hired Lane Kiffin, Keith Carter, Arthur Ray? How does our NIL money match with other schools? Football competitive enough to hang? Basketball not oh. even in the same stratosphere. Yeah, well, in, in football, there, there's only like 
there's only so much you need. Like that's honestly. true. It would surprise people, I think, how much yes. some of these impact kids have cost. Yeah, it's not it's not as crazy as y'all think. And there are there are the occasional like wild deal. But if you were to go out and raise say fifty million dollars, and another school goes out, goes out and raise five, you could probably fund the same deals. I mean, unless these guys are giving out multi million dollar deals, which is crazy to think about to, to every player. Because because what's the return on that investment? Nah, not great. Not yeah. great. Because you must say, if you've signed a class of 25, three of them, four of them are going to actually be like all SEC caliber players unless it's a bigger time school. But, you know, you, you're you not going to give all these kids millions of dollars. And actually, it's, it's quite – it's not nearly the number of people think. That's a really good point because, like, Texas A&M, everyone's talking about Texas A&M signing the greatest star ranking class ever. That's objectively true. Thing is, with the portal – Ole Miss doesn't have to use $50 million. And Texas A&M can deny it that they went out and paid for this class. They did, and it's fine. You're working within the confines of the rules. I don't know why this is – it's not taboo anymore. So they pay all this money to go sign this class, which is awesome. Ole Miss doesn't have to do that. Ole Miss can't pay $50 million. I'm not saying $50 million is the number they paid. I don't know the number they paid. But it was much more than Ole Miss could have paid. We're just using $50 million as a sum. They go and spend this $50 million. Ole Miss can't do that. Well, Ole Miss can pay enough to get where they needed it. Jackson Dart, Mason Brooks, who everybody wanted, Kari Coleman, Jared Ivey, Troy Brooks, Aishim Young, Troy Brown, excuse me, Aishim Young, on and on and on. And even that $50 million they took to buy that high school class, half of those kids, if they're not playing next year, are going to leave. So what's the return on investment? I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out the best way to allocate your money. And Lane Kiffin's allocation of Ole Miss's available funds has been smarter for what you really need. Impact at specific spots and developmentally, yeah, I've got to have that third-year offensive lineman step up and provide depth and things. But where I really got to hit hay, Jackson Dart at quarterback, Zach, you know, Zach Evans at running back, Deion Smith at wide receiver, on and on. And in that way, Ole Miss can hang. Can it hang fifty million on a on the best high school star ranking class ever? No, never will. But that's where Lane Kiffin has kind of been in front of everybody else. DC Rep ten twenty four. In an ideal world, what would the college football playoff look like? The NCAA tournament. Yeah, it needs it needs to at least be eight teams. In my opinion, that's at the minimum. Aussie Reb, is there a better process the university can adopt? In relation to coaches' contracts, no, not really. Everybody's kind of doing it this way. The coaches have all the leverage. It's just kind of the culture that has been built to this point, and that's where it is. DM Harris 7, can you explain the differences between a high school practice and a college practice and an NFL practice? Oh, man, that's that's crazy. Uh, high school is, um, I mean, it's not even the same same atmosphere as, as a college practice. Well, so high school, it's... Um, you know, first off, the level of competition is, you know, you have a couple good players on the team. Um, so, you know, the the level of competitiveness is, um, you know, I'm sure they compete, whatever, but it's not quite, you know, you, that, that, that star high school player is probably going to dominate most facets of that practice. Um, not to mention, man, it's just you, you don't have the same, the same athletes. So doing some of the stuff is – you know, it's just not the same. You know, you, you can you can try to structure like college practice, but it just doesn't. You know, you, for for instance, if you're in high school running a spread offense, but you don't have anybody that can run fast, you have a couple fast guys. It's just not going to look the same or, or, or do the same. So, um, 
you know, I, I just think overall the different equipment you have, the different, you know, different guys giving looks, it's just it's not the same quality. I mean, it's high school. I mean, you got a bunch of young kids. Once you show up to college, um, it's much more structured. Um, you know, you have a lot more teaching, teaching of the game, but you also have a hundred and something guys out there and they're all were pretty good high school players. So, you know, you got, you got level competitions, um, you know, you know, a lot better, especially in the SEC. Uh, um, but you still have that, um, that lower end of the roster that, that, that is, you know, still not quite as good as probably the, the, the top, you know, 40, 50 guys. So, you know, you have, you, know, you have days where, you know, you, you can do all right and, and, you know, whatever you're, you're facing lower competition, um, you know, at practice a lot of the time. Um, but overall, you know, much harder in college. You got a lot more condition, a lot more structure, um, you know, time, you know, high school, you probably, when you get out of school, you probably got a couple hours in your home. Well, college, you got, you expand it to probably, you, know, you go there after class, usually two o'clock, get out around six thirty-seven. you know, it's, it's a lot, lot longer day. Well, then when you get to the NFL, it's a complete job. Every player's elite. There's never a, there's never a practice where you're not facing somebody very, very good. There's no bad player whatsoever. I mean, there isn't a bad player. You know, on the field, um, you know, there's a lot less guys. There's only 50-something guys, you know, maybe maybe 60 when you put the practice squad in there. Um, and, man, you, every mistake is judged. And you're there from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. every night. So it's like a full corporate job with, you know, a lot of a lot of workouts, a lot of conditioning and stuff. And it is, um, you know, very, very competitive. One of, the, one of the hardest things that you'll ever go through you have to be very, very consistent. Consistency is the key in the NFL to stay around. If um, if you go out there and have you know string together a whole you know, a couple weeks of bad, you really could be fired. So that's the hardest part is being consistent. That's probably the most stressful part. You gotta get out of your slumps quick, and um, you know that's that, that's the biggest thing. You know, with NFL practices, man, every practice is is a performance that you have to you have to you really have to do well to stay. Ole Miss Rebs zero nine. Why is Ole Miss's plate approach in baseball so piss poor? I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to explain, but there's like this this level of, you know, that they're good. They knew they were good, and there's like, you know, maybe a little, got a little too comfortable or something here's for the, the thing, season. Though, even so, and they got their ass kicked by Tennessee. Even so, they've won two of their first their each of their first yeah. two road series for the first time since whatever, and the schedule eases up. I think there's a long way to go. It's easy in baseball to have snap judgments like football and basketball. But April 7th is still really, really early in college baseball. Now, if Ole Miss is still like this, May 1, all right, okay, I'm with you. <laughs> Tie me down in the in the panic bus. I'm with you. But right now, I just it's baseball. And that's a really hard thing to quantify, and it's very simplistic. And I apologize for it. And it's not trying to sound patronizing or anything. It's just that's kind of what it is to me. Here's the thing, though, Ben, and, and you can agree with me or, or disagree here. We are exact same team as we were last year. Exact same team. Yes, that's that, that's the disappointment. That's that's a little bit of the disappointing thing. We're exact team. We are the exact same team, and, and I think there's there's no other way to argue it. And it's a, it's a, it's a good team. It's a good. It's a. It's a it does it's have a, the upside to be better. There is a lot. It's of upside av- to it's an average to good team, um, with with an offense that can explode on you, but still not the pitching. Still, I mean, you know, it's still not not. It's exactly what it was last year without Nikhazy. You, know, you got. But they couple, still you gotta, have you, more options than last you year have, to you potentially have more step options. up. You have more options, but I mean, y- your best guy just gave it three runs to Southern. I mean, it's just like, you know what I mean? You just have guys. 
It happens. They're good. They're just not great. They're, 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 they got they got a bunch of options, whatever. It's the same team as last year. It's the exact same team. Literally exact same team. It's I just think be, there's more pitching upside for multiple guys to emerge where last year they just didn't have enough guys. I'm excited to see it. You have completely flipped. <laughs> You're completely gone. <laughs> Can't bring you back. Uh, you know what? T- here's the thing, though. Man. Tennessee and their cork bats. Tennessee and their – Oh, breaking game? news, breaking news. <laughs> Bradley Sal reporting that, yes, Dude. Tennessee did, in fact, have corked bats against Ole Miss baseball. I mean, are they are – they, they say sweat band. Dude, they're going to go undefeated. That's the place is outstanding. That's awesome. Good job. DC Reb 1024, rank your top five Ole Miss football games you've seen, attended, or played in in your lifetime. I haven't played in any, so I'll go my five. Number one, 2014 Ole Miss Alabama. Number two, um, 2003 Ole Miss LSU when Ole Miss just lost LSU. That game, that environment was just incredible. The Russell Crowe gladiator video before the game, I've never heard. I had never up to that point heard that stadium so loud. That was insane. And number three, probably the next year at Alabama when Ole Miss won that back and forth game, like 43 to 38 or whatever it was. Number four, the Motor City Bowl in 1996, just because uh, I was a kid and it was one of the most fun experiences as a family I've, I've had. Ole and Miss then. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. When Randy Moss housed that first touchdown, and then they shut him down. Yep, I love that. And number five, oh man, without a doubt, this I can't remember. It might have been two thousand eight. It's when y'all beat State forty five to nothing in the defensive line. I felt bad for maybe it was Wesley Carroll. Correct me if I'm wrong, but whoever the quarterbacks were for Mississippi State, I, I legitimately started to feel bad for them by how badly they were getting destroyed. Yeah, that was that, that was that was a crazy game. That was one of my favorite games. Too. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I think the my one of my favorite games or favorite almost moments would have been the LSU two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Um, that especially when especially when that was the interception like the, I don't know very beginning of the game and that was the loudest. I've ever Travis played. Johnson, the loudest. It was so loud. Yeah, that was that was back when like Ole Miss was loud. And, like it was like a I don't know, just a different fan. It felt like a different fan base. I don't know, it was weird. Um, I like that game. You know, trying to name a top five is tough. I, you know, the Mississippi State game you mentioned was was big. I actually called a touchdown that game. So the Dexter, oh yeah, and the Dexter Tennessee game. I like that one. Now that's that was that was exactly the one I was going to say. The Dexter Tennessee game was really cool because we set a bunch of records rushing, and you, know, you had Coach O over there on the sideline. You had Kiffin. I mean, it was just a cool. It was a cool day. We played really well. Um, you know, what's crazy? I didn't really follow Ole Miss football as much when whenever Freeze was here. I know there's some really cool moments, but I just, I just did not. I watched them, but I did not like. I wasn't like in tune with that team like I am, you know, now or, or was before. So, you know, those moments were were pretty cool for Ole Miss fans. I know, um, you know, you go back. I'd say, I'd say, I'd probably say the first Cotton Bowl was pretty neat because because Ole Miss football had been so bad for so long. The there. second one sucked. Yeah, so, so, second one. The second one was was kind of a disappointing season because we were ranked so high before, and it didn't. Um, you know, we, we were good, but it's almost like it was almost like the. Um, it's almost like almost like the baseball effect, you know. It's just like well, all you had to do was beat that crappy state team in the Egg Bowl, and you go to the Cap One Bowl, and that's yeah. the same year that Forty promised me, Ben, don't worry about it, State, we're going to beat the crap out of them, and they did yeah. not. They you y'all, know, that, did not. Y'all, uh, see, y'all did not. Y'all did not. I think that first Cotton Bowl is cool because Ole Miss fans are really hungry for it. Oh yeah, and all that sh- all that trash. Stro- I almost said shit. Well, now I've said shit. All that shit that Michael Crabtree was talking. And then Ole Miss goes and puts it on him, and Marche kind of shutting him down. Yeah, that would probably be my top five. Which one would that replace, though? Yeah. Well, then, then my my next one is probably an old memory that I have was when we played Oklahoma in the Independence Ooh. Bowl before and, they uh, won a national championship. The last team to beat yeah. them. 
Yep. We um Josh Heupel was quarterback. Yep, that game winning field goal was 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 pretty cool, man. As a kid sitting in the stands, that was like one of my first well, my first bowl game was was a bowl game. My dad took us to it, and um, I thought that was really cool. Um, me yeah, a really cool moment. Beating Tebow in that national championship Florida team in the swamp. Yeah, Forty blocking the extra point. Yeah, that was a really good one. Marcus Temple getting the fourth down stop. The pork sword. Where is Glenn Boyce? Has he made any public comments about Kermit's job status, security, or the direction of the basketball program? If no. Why not? That would be inappropriate. See, the chancellor is not supposed to be the spokesman, the leader of athletics. Yes, he's the chancellor of the university, but the athletics director is hired to run the athletics. But see, it got conflated at Ole Miss to where a guy who was so into athletics, former player, became chancellor, he couldn't help himself. Glenn Boyce shouldn't be commenting on Kermit Davis's job status because that undermines the authority of a Keith Carter who was hired to do that job. So where is he? I would hope he's in the Lyceum actually doing stuff that matters for his particular job, specifically like the medical center and all that kind of stuff. Delta D Rebel, what has happened to our baseball team? Oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Um, you know, I think we're a little hype. We got a little, we drank a little too much Kool-Aid. We got a little too Kool-Aid drunk there, but that's on uh, you. And you dragged me in. You got me paying attention. You know, I cover recruiting and big stories now for the Ole Miss Spirit. OmaSpirit.com and affiliate of on 3com I don't cover Ole Miss baseball on a day-to-day basis anymore. That is Jake Thompson. And yet Brad would constantly text me. So I'm like, you know what? I got some time. Let me check out this game. And now maybe I'm the bad luck guy. Do you ever see that movie? Was it Celtic Pride with Damon Wayans? Maybe I'm the bad luck guy. I'm the bad luck guy for y'all, so I'm going to stop watching games. But you can't be mad at me then when I don't know what to tell you about what happened over the weekend. Here's the thing. Here's 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 the honest truth, okay? okay. Ole Miss baseball is going to be a one or two seed in a regional. Yes. They're, they're, it's going to come down to can they win five games to get yes. to Omaha. It's the same story. I mean, it's literally the exact same team as last year. Now, do they break through? That'd be great. It'd be great to see them peak late and really, really catch, you know, start reaching their potential. But what's going on with them right now is the, is the you know, with Bruce Arians used to always say in, in all our meetings, and this is why I love Bruce so much, he would he would put up, I mean, he was very short in his meetings. He was very down to the point. He would put up the, he would put up like five or six guys. And it was the highest paid guys. He'd say, here's my five stars. If we're going to win tomorrow, these guys got to play five stars. All you other role players better do your damn job and not get in their way. And our and he was right. I mean, your good players have to be good or have to be great. And that right now, I mean, you got you got Elko, Gonzo, you know, Shat, who's supposed to be a, a good piece. They're they're all they're all being average. You know what I mean? Like your 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 star players aren't being your star players right now. So I, I think you know those guys those guys kind of start peaking and getting getting going a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think you'll start seeing us play a little better, honestly. Leeds Rebel Jocks Radio in Birmingham, whatever that is, seems to think Arch is Alabama bound. What is y'all's stance? I don't know about Alabama bound. I just don't think Ole Miss is in a good spot at all with him. He's not going to Alabama. I, I just do not see that. I think if he does not come to Ole Miss, he, I just don't think a, a situation where the Manx want to put that kid in that situation. Like, like there, I just don't. I just don't. He's not coming to play Ole Miss at, in Oxford ever. I don't. I don't think. I wouldn't think that they they would do that or, or or want that for him, honestly. So, I think if he doesn't come to Ole Miss, it's Texas or or, or somewhere at, out of out of conference. I think I think it's Ole Miss or Texas. I've said that the whole time. Um, you know, I, I've talked to multiple people on, on different staffs that that are recruiting the kid. Um, you know, and they they seem to feel like Texas is the favorite, and that's just all. That's just you know, and who knows? None of us actually know, man. The Mangs have kept this stuff so airtight. I mean, none of us actually know. 
that that's just uh, just to be completely honest. So I, I just, even but, the people it, in a recruitment like his that would typically know don't know. I, I know. I mean, it's very airtight, and I, I'm glad it should be to let the kid make his mind. I, honestly, I, I don't care. Like I want him at Ole Miss, but man, you get the Rashada kid, you get whatever. Like we're, we're gonna be fine. It you got Jackson Dart for two years. Yeah, and and like I said, I just do not picture. They're also going to be smart about the recruitment too. Like they're not going to put this kid in a situation where he's he's coming to to drill Ole Miss. You know, if he's going to Alabama, whatever. Like I just man, Cooper's too big of an Ole Miss fan. Like that that ain't happening, man. I just I don't I don't think they could stomach that as a family. Now we turn to Twitter. B Ford at B Ford eighty nine. What's the bakery in New Albany that is famous for their cakes? Westside Barbecue and Sugaries. Westside was the OG cake spot in New Albany. Sugaries is kind of taking that over, and it used to run its cakes to nukes and other places in Oxford. So one of the two places. If you want a chocolate pie, go to Westside Barbecue. Sugaries, that's where I would encourage you to go for cakes and, and kind of what you're talking about. John Miller, at John Miller 7777. Any new news on Deion Smith? Nope, still coming in the summer. Doe at OLMstead Inc. I'm hearing rumors about a DK Metcalf trade. Brad, what do you think? Um, you know, it'd be smart. It really would be. I mean, he's he you haven't he he's not an expensive player right now. You've probably built up enough to trade him for a for a draft pick. You're about to go through a full rebuild. Um, you probably built up enough to to trade him for something, you know, a high pick um before you're gonna have to pay him, you know, big money. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if there's no reason to, to carry a, a big-time player if you're just going to go through a full rebuild, it'd be better just to accumulate some picks. This is Talk of Champions, a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Bradley Sal. So many more questions on Twitter, the Ole Miss Spirit message board. And we're going to get to every single one of them. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement? or if you're ever going to actually be able to retire. Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler a call. He specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. Give Thomas a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler. And let's also hear from Alan Samuels, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Ah, it's springtime in Oxford again. Who doesn't love springtime in Oxford? Flowers bloom and the square is popping. Ole Miss baseball, a little Ole Miss spring football. It's honestly one of the best times of the year, so why not enjoy it? See all the beauty that Oxford has to offer in a brand new car, truck, or Jeep. Well, if you're in the market, the only place to go, Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates them from every other dealership in Oxford, Mississippi, as Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with yet most respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, this is the only place to go. And when you go, ask for Brian or Mason. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. And take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides by contacting them at 662 662- Two three four eight thousand. That's six six two two three four eight thousand. Twenty two zero one East University Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. Alan Samuels, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance, and you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to twenty five percent by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Do you think that Pete Carroll hangs around for a rebuild? If they're really going to rebuild? Yeah, I mean, here's Pete's thing, though, man. Like, like he, he feels like he's a genius at, at constructing these teams with no-name guys, which is kind of what he did when the Seahawks were really good. You got to remember, all those guys weren't high draft picks. Cam Chancellor, um, Richard Sherman, like, those guys weren't, weren't – I mean, heck, Brandon Browner was from the CFL. Um, so that's kind of his thing. He thinks he can build, build teams like that. I, I don't know, man. I think Pete's getting closer to the, to the end. Um, but I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see, man, what, what they're, what they're about to do there. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista, Brad, how much can you get a good golf simulator for new and used? Oh man, there's, there's, it's just like anything else. There's a ton of different brands with a ton of different price points. Um, I mean, they can go as high as full setups at 60 grand or more, or they can, you can get them for, you know, four to 12. It just depends on the, the setup and what all you want, what kind of nets, what kind of turf. You know what kind of software, uh, what kind of monitor? I mean, it's just it's it's just like a, it's just like a house, man. You could build them from, you know, whatever to to whatever. So they, yeah, there's there's a hefty range on on those, pretty pretty wide range on those simulators. Can you get a good one for less than thirty five hundred dollars? No. Oh boy. Not 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 a not a good one. But honestly, if you're not going to do a sim, I mean, piece of turf and a big old net, you know, it's probably probably get the same job. The done. full I mean, on sim. A good one is what fifteen grand. A good one's twenty five. A, okay. a great one fifty. Woo! Trade trip at Hat Trip forty four. Why is Matt Corral falling down the draft board? As an unbiased sports fan, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I definitely he's got a case. He's definitely better than the Liberty kid. Um, that You're Jordan, not high on Malik Willis, no. I'm not high on Malik Willis because I watched him throw and I watched him live. I just don't picture that being a, a drop back, um, you know, NFL style. You know, but I guess with Willis, there is other positions he could play if it didn't work out. But I just don't, man, to say he's better than Matt, that's crazy in my mind. But, you know, with Corral, it's just like one of those things where they, there's so much good film and there's also some, some, there, there, here's some bad film out there too. There's a, there's the games where he threw a ton of interceptions the year before. There's the, there's the this late in this year where he really wasn't going downfield well and he didn't, you know, he wasn't really reading the, the too high very well at times. He ran a lot, so um, you know when a, when a guy's run that much, they say, "Hey, does, can he read the defense, or is he is he just doing that because you know he can't throw his way out, out of coverage?" So um, I don't know, man. I think there's you know his arm talent, everything's there. He um, it's just going to take you know a team to love him and a team to put him in the right situation. Um, you know, and here's the thing: I know we all love Matt Corral, and we think every quarterback that's coming out is going to be a be a sure enough NFL player, just like I thought. You know, you look at Chad Kelly, you're thinking, man, that dude's gonna be a baller in the NFL. Well, it doesn't always work out like that, man. Like it, it's just, it's just weird, weird game. And there will be a random quarterback from this class that that it does work out for. And you're like, man, you know, like a Russ Wilson style, third, fourth round, boom, he goes out and he's hundred something million dollar quarterback. Just the way it goes, just the way it goes. So yeah, you want it to work out, but it's honestly the odds are, are so against him. It just, just like it is with everybody else. I mean, that Mitchell Trubisky, number two overall, boom. I mean, he's he, he's he struggled. Sam Darnold struggled. Trevor Lawrence looked bad. I mean, just a lot of these guys, they don't make it. It's it's tough. It's a tough business. And and the and the numbers say he's not going to. But 
you know, you, you hope for him and you hope he gets in the right situation. You hope that, that he does. And, and as Ole Miss fans, we're all rooting for him. But, you know, it's a tough battle. And I, I even spoke to him about this. I was like, hey, man, like, just know what you're, know what you're getting yourself into. It's a um, you know, going there with, with, with really, really big ears, talk less, you know, really take it all in. And you got to be super humble, man. And you got to be able to put, net, put failure behind you quick because you're about to go in there and, and there were some real grown men and some real dogs. So, um, you gotta be able to take, take the failures and, and learn from them. And, um, you know, you can't, can't let it, can't let it make you worse. Can't, can't let it defeat you multiple times. A lot of guys get there and that's what happens, man. They start getting gun shy. They start getting skittish and, um, you know, the, the game just eats them up and destroys them. So, um, yeah, I'm rooting for him just like everybody else, everybody else I'm sure is in the old Miss nation, but it's going to all depend on, you know, what scheme he's in and how he handles it, how he processes everything. And then, then how he can become his own, you know, you know, his own version of a really good quarterback and kind of create his own, own value there. We're going to talk all this noise about Matt Corral and Malik Willis and Sam Howell is going to pull a Davis Mills. <laughs> Ole Miss sports at Rebel Sports Talk. If you could pick one color for Ole Miss to add to its colors, what would it be? No, none, zero, no. none, no. Well, I guess I guess we get a yellow like the flag, you know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ole Miss sports at Rebel Sports Talk. Does Max Chofey make an impact when he returns to the bullpen? He's been out a long time. I temper my expectations. Igbenosin playing safety or cornerback freshman year. Kind of working at both. Judkins will be RB2 this year. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how he handles it. But, gosh, he looks the part. I mean, dude, dude is freaking yoked. Mac Vaughn at Mac Wheeler. Any chance you guys are coming to the ATL for the Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game this year? Yes, I'll be there for that one. Well, he says would love to meet up. If so, love the podcast. Yeah. This is a verbal contract now. Send it over. Send 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 your um send any plans over you got. Yeah, well, I think I'm gonna be down there. I actually have a really good friend um who whose wife is a fan of the pod, um oh. the Downing. And he's a Georgia Tech alum, but you know, I also follows oh. Ole Miss um follows Ole Miss too. His wife, uh, man Clark's huge, huge Ole Miss fan, and they um you know, I know that, that we'll probably end up going down with them or doing something with them for that game. So I I, I wanna go see. I mean I've never been to Georgia Tech Stadium. That's just an opportunity to go see a new, a new college. I have not been there either. I'll come down and I'll have a beer with you. Brad will say he will, and then he'll go be with his elitist friends. Trey Porter at CRP, <laughs> triple I. Any thoughts to just DH and Graham when he comes back? I like the defensive outfield of Leatherwood, Bench, and McCann's. I'm going to take your question. I think I would take Shat out of the lineup. That, you, know, you know Mike's not going to do that. He did it once. He did it once last weekend. Really? He did it one game. Took I, didn't him out realize, of the I didn't realize Shad was out of the lineup. He was dropped out of the oh, lineup yeah. for one game. I'm just saying. I would take Shad out of the lineup. I'm just saying. I would rather have Alderman or whoever DH. I, I think it's a good idea to DH Graham in theory, but Graham, crazy as it might sound, is a better defensive outfitter than Kemp Alderman in left field. Or whoever. You, I yeah, want to get, get bats in the lineup. Like Cal, I'm more worried about Calvin Harris and his oblique more than I am Kevin Graham getting hurt again. So I want to say that DH spot for guys who can't field at all are having a little bit more nagging injury like a Calvin Harris. Though Kevin Graham, I guess, could. So, could so hey, what was the lineup when Chat was out? I don't know how, how I missed that. Oh, boy, I have to go back and look. Who, who was the second baseman? I'm pretty sure it was Bench. Interesting. I want McCants huh? second base. I'm going to put that into the universe and hope that the if universe brings it back to me. For all day at the next level, though. I think McCants is a second baseman at the next level. No way. He's an outfitter, dude. I'm telling you. All right. 
D. Russell 1980 at D. Russell 1980. Is there really so little discretionary funding available to secure basketball players that the best we can do is an undersized center from JSU? I think that's underselling him a pretty good bit. But there is not a lot of money, no. It's not, not a lot. It's not competitive at all in basketball. Andy McNulty at Andy McNulty 90. If a tree falls in the forest and Tim Corbin isn't around to hear it, is it legal? I don't get the joke. What happened <laughs> with Tim Corbin? Andy, tell me. Drop me to mention at Spirit Ben. Brooks Italiano at Brooksy for Sal. Best stories of Arians in Arizona Indy and his tight end days in Chicago. Um, Arians, man, I, I've spoke about him a lot. I mean, he's a guy that I, I learned a ton from. I mean, he is, dude is so outright honest, man. Um, I, I can't put, it's hard to even explain how honest this guy is in practice. I mean, like, if you mess up, like, he is going to tell you like, like not, and it doesn't care who you are. Like, like no, no coach in the NFL talks to superstars like more honest than Bruce Arians, and and they love it. They honestly love it. Some coaches that coach, they they try to suck. They try to treat every player a little different. You know, they try to suck up to the superstars. Like, you're not gonna say anything negative to Tom Brady. You're not gonna say anything to to Carson. Dude, Bruce is the totally, totally opposite. Man. He treats everybody the exact same. He's just super honest. Um, probably one of my funniest stories with him would be, um, you know, I, I jumped off, I fall started, big surprise, um, you know, a couple times. Oh, cell phone, but Bradley <laughs> Sal. Fall, fall started a couple times, big surprise, and dude, outright in front of everybody, he was like, he's like, you can't count to two, mf -er. He goes, all right, you can be bagging groceries in a month, dude, just out in front of everybody, dude. I was like, oh my gosh, like, he's dude th thinks I have no college degree, thinks he thinks the best I could do if I'm not playing here is bagging dude just just funny as all like but it's so honest but then whenever you leave the the, the football he leaves all the football on the field and he's just like the cool he's like the cool coach outside outside of football he'll go play golf with you you have a beer with you i mean he's just like dude it's the way he runs it is so cool man but he, he taught you a lot teach you a lot of life life lessons and um you know how to be you know how, how to be an accountable player and that that's his thing man accountability and um you know he used to always say you know if you don't take a football don't take it personal if your football sucks you know it's nothing against you personally it's just your football sucks like and you know we can be friends outside of here so i always thought that was pretty cool bob reeves at fb coach reeves name your all-time starting 11 for, for an old miss offense Five offensive linemen, three wide receivers, one running back, one quarterback, and one wild card. Tight end, fourth wide receiver, second running back. Okay, good grief. Five right, offensive let's, linemen. Let's do this together. Okay, offensive right. linemen, Tunsil's the Tunsil's best. Tunsil's the best. Tunsil's the tackle ever. Um, John Jerry. John Jerry would be one of the guards. Doug Bobby Buckles. Massey. Doug Buckles. Doug Buckles is one of my favorite linemen ever. I don't know if he's actually the best one. But there's so many other guys. You got Chris Spencer. You got um, – I'd put Chris Spencer in there on talent alone. Med Medcalf. Yeah. Um, and you got a bunch of the linemen almost are. You got Todd Kendrick Wade. Clancy. Yeah. Todd Wade. Ben really Claxton. Good. Yeah. These are all, I mean, almost had a really good, really good offense lineman come out. So, so, so somewhere in the realm, a mix of those guys, Michael Orr, Michael Orr. Yeah. Bobby Massey probably being the best, um, the best right tackle to come through. Um, yeah, man, those, that'd be tough to know line, but the, yeah, so, some, some combination of those five, or those ten that would be would be with the five alignment quarterback. We do agree got, that number one would be Larry Tunsil. <laughs> we do agree. Yeah. Yes. Well, Larry Tunsil is the best yes. left tackle in the NFL. I mean, he really Larry is. Tunsil is the best Ole Miss football player ever, as far as talent. Three wide receivers. Um, AJ so, Brown, AJ Brown, um, Treadwell. It, it, we, if we're going off Ole Miss, how they were at Ole Miss. Um, 
Yeah, you got Mike Wallace, Shea Hodge, um, Dante. Yeah, Dante Moncrief was good. Elijah. Uh, Elijah Moore was up there. I'd yeah, go man. AJ, Laquan, and Shea Hodge. Yeah, top top three. Um, running back, running back, Deuce. Deuce, Deuce all day, and then Dexter McCluster. Number one quarterback. I guess Dexter will be our wild card. So our second running back, Dexter, he would be there. And then the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think you have Eli, Kelly, um, Corral. Chris Chisholm at C Chisholm 82. Ask Brad, who is the meanest coach he ever played for? And make sure he doesn't use my name in the answer. <laughs> Dude, I guess that's my old, my old high school coach who is now. The, I think he was a principal at Pearl High School. Um, yeah, dude, he actually called me fat out loud one time. I hope he hears this too. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I, I I hit a flop. We were playing Horn Lake. I hit a fly ball and I didn't run it out. And the guy dropped it and dude, he's like, you're being fat and lazy, dude. Did you get thrown at it first? No, I didn't get thrown at it first. I just, I only got a single. It should have been, I mean, if I was sprinting, if I'm sprinting, it's a double, maybe a triple. I mean, it was a high fly ball. That could have ended way worse. Here's here's the crappy part about it is like, I think there was a two outs or so and I was on first base and I saw him over there just fuming. I'm like, man, don't let me get to third base. And sure enough, dude, we had a walk and then a pass ball and there I'm standing on third base and he's, he's not very tall. I played, played baseball in Florida actually. Um, and here he is ever looking up at me, just freaking just ripping me a new one the whole time. Um, but yeah, honestly, one of my favorite coaches I ever had, he actually, he actually was the, the turnaround of Hernando baseball there. He was, um, he came in, did a great job and then he, he moved on and the guy running it now is our assistant coach. So, um, yeah, coach doesn't do coach doesn't was serious. He brought in some serious, um, discipline and attitude to Hernando baseball. And it was, um, it made us really good. He also wanted me to ask you if you've ever kept a cell phone in your belt loop during practices. <laughs> did you really do that man dude i had a bad breakup in high school oh um, god dude i had i had a bad breakup dude, I, he he did catch me um i had my phone in my belt loop um y'all all the trip yeah dude he he caught me on it at real dan walken who's winning the quarterback battle so far this spring i'm not making this up i'm not like trying to you know tow a party line or something i've heard that it's pretty dead gum even yeah, me too. I, I've heard it's pretty even. I, I, I don't know if that's by design, you know, to, to make sure Altmaier stays or, or make sure they're both happy. But, um, yeah, I mean, apparently they both look really good at times and have, you know, each have their limitations. Morgan Montgomery at Morgan M123456. Do you still think the baseball team can make a postseason run knowing what we know now about Yeah, them? Ben told me they're going to Omaha. So I did. I'm excited. I'm excited. Rico Fade. At IE Train, House 40. I have not talked to 40 since July. Caleb Sailors, at Real Caleb Sailors. Who should Kermit Davis consider hiring to replace Ronnie Hamilton and Levi Watkins? A coach that can get good players. Crypto Gold 32, at Young Metaverse. How many games do you think we need to win in order to host a regional? That's a good one. 40. 38 to 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brent West, at Brent underscore West 1. What is the most underwhelming stadium Brad has ever played in? Ooh, underwhelming, like Bandy or something. Bandy's pretty bad. How um, about a stadium you went in thinking, man, I've really wanted to play here, and you walked in and went, this is this is it? This is all I got? I can't think of anything, you know, that, that's that – that, I mean, most of the time you kind of – you research it before you go. So, um, I don't know. The Bengals was pretty bad. 
in the NFL. That one was always kind of, yeah. Is there a stadium that didn't live up to the hype? That didn't live up to the hype. Um, I would say probably that the Vikings new stadium was really, really nice, but like it wasn't, it wasn't like all that, um, it was huge, but it wasn't really all that loud. Um, I, I thought that one was kind of like, eh, um, super cool stadium, very nice vibe. It wasn't, wasn't nearly as loud and, and as it, as it looked, it was going to be. Ole Miss burner phone at Kiffin's burner. What was the altercation involving Ashim Young? I have been asking and asking and asking and asking. All I know is he's got his jaw wired shut and he's not practicing for spring. Marcus D. Ross at Ross won Marcus, who has been the standout so far in the spring. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think everybody's been, you know, decent. I don't think there's anybody crazy standing out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so far. I, I think that'll be more. That'd be a better question for fall camp. I think you got a lot of guys that are, um, you know, getting getting new. You know, kind of getting getting acclimated to the offense. Learn a lot of learning going on. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's just kind of popped off the charts yet. So. Um, Yes, it's, it's this in the spring's not really designed to be like that, you know. And, and the guys that are, you're not going to really know because it's happening in practices and the scrimmages are going to be scripted and and you know done a certain way, and everybody's going to get to play, so it's going to be harder to see. But you know, I think fall camp you'll start seeing some guys start standing out, and um, you know we'll, we'll know more about it then. Ulysses Bentley is a name I've heard a lot. Andrew Hoggart was letting go of Ronnie Hamilton and Levi Watkins really the smart move to make, or has Kermit's time run out? Well, he didn't really have a say in the matter. Both of those coaches. Well, Levi's going to his alma mater. Still, what those guys were doing was getting out in front of potentially losing their jobs. They got a contract reset. They went to where the opportunities were. So I don't think Kermit had really a say. I don't think it was a smart move or any kind of move because he didn't make it. Houston Nutt, the fourth at fourth and Kiffin Brad, who was the wildest guy that you played with, college or pro? Um, Wildest guy. Greg like, Hardy? No, no, Greg. Greg was just different, man. It wasn't the wildest. There's been some crazier guys than him. Um, I'd say, I'd say Josh Bellamy. I think he may be in jail now. He did some, did some stuff. Oh boy, he was. Um, he was. Well, that's was the funny. standard. We don't need to talk about Paray. <laughs> no, he was. This dude, this dude was funny, man. He was had rap videos. He was, um, man. He was a trip. He really. He's an awesome guy, though. Like, but he had, he had every. Like he had a funny answer to everything that you said, and he was just um, man. Man was a hustler, dude. It was hilarious. Loved him, but yeah, I think he's doing a little time right now. Austin Brown at Brown underscore Austin, my buddy Austin Brown. Why do Ole Miss fans not care about winning in basketball? I think it's less about not winning and basketball not being an event like baseball and football. Is Ole Miss a bottom five Power Five basketball job? Yes. Who was on your all-time Ole Miss March Madness team? Marshall. Reggie Buckner, Murphy Holloway, Keith Carter, and Ansu Cisse. Justin Reed. Justin Reed would have to be in there. Teddy Betts at Teddy B67. Who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? Well, if we just treat Game of Thrones as a six-season television show instead of the abomination that were seven and eight, my favorite character in what would have been the greatest show of all time is Arya Stark. What is Brad's stance on cryptocurrency? I think you've talked about this before. Yeah, I think there's a place for it. Um, I don't trade it as much anymore um, as I did when it, when it was first, um, you know, first kind of kind of the thing. 
you know, I think that it's, um, you know, if you find it at a, at a, on a dip and add it, it's good. Um, I know some people are holding it long term, which I'm sure it'll take off at some point. I just, man, it, to me, I understand it, but I don't, I don't understand it quite like I do some other stocks. So I don't, I don't get too crazy. And if I do, I do it in very small amounts. Um, I think you got Bitcoin and Ethereum um, are the two main. I think those are perfectly fine to invest in. But all these other ones, you know, they're boom or bust, man. I mean, there was one that that I invested in that went up twenty thousand percent or something crazy. It was a wild investment, made a ton of money. And then there's others that have went to zero. So um, I'd say tread lightly on the on the ones that that aren't Bitcoin and Ethereum. Last two, Dead River Captain at Dead River Captain. Do you believe these two recruiting assistants, Ronnie Hamilton? And Levi Watkins were actually hired away for more money or left Ole Miss on their own. They left Ole Miss on their own. Will Win Case, another assistant still at Ole Miss, survive the chopping block or no? I would be surprised if he doesn't survive the chopping block. D. Russell 1980 at D. Russell 1980. Are Tennessee fans the biggest douchebags in sports? Um, no, there's just so many of them. There's, just there's like, so many good candidates. There's so many, there's so many good candidates, but there's so many Tennessee fans and they're, and they're different. You have like the Tennessee's one of the most diverse fan base I've ever seen. You got anywhere from the, the, the redneck hillbilly to the country club tight short. I mean, it's, it's crazy, dude, but I love playing Tennessee. I, I actually like, actually like that school. Like I, for every reason I like competing. I like playing them in sports. I wish we played them all the time instead of Vandy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, when they're good, they can be tough to handle, man. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars in this podcast, can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions on Spotify, iTunes, wherever, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and also I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OmSpirit.com, affiliate of On3.com. Back next week. Thanks, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, Toddy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.